amen, amen, amen. So I will be coming to you this morning from the message title, Walking Under Open Heavens. So Pastor Ron has been uh, walking us through a series entitled, Walking in the Footsteps of Jesus. And what an awesome teaching, Walking in the Footsteps of Jesus. And so here I am here to encourage your hearts today because you've been walking in the footsteps of Jesus, right? You've been taught over the past three weeks about walking in the footsteps of Jesus. And in walking in the footsteps of Jesus, you can walk under open heavens. So I'm here to encourage your hearts today as believers and followers of Christ we are walking under an open heaven. I'll be starting today in a few uh, passages, so if you'll just bear with me, I'm going to read a few scriptures, and then we'll go into the message. So my first passage is from Genesis chapter 28, and it reads, Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad the west and to the east, and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back until I have done and will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Amen. Um, then jumping over to Genesis chapter 32, starting at verse 22. The same night he arose and took his two wives and two female servants and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else he had. And Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go 
unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And then my last scripture, Genesis 35, verse 8. God appeared to Jacob again, and when he came from Padaram and blessed him, and God said to him, your name is Jacob. No longer shall your name be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come from your own body. The land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give to you. And I will give the land to your offsprings after you. Amen, amen. If you receive in your hearts today that you are able to walk under an open heaven, somebody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. We find in the scripture, Isaac and Rebekah has bore two sons. Esau and Jacob, Esau, the older of the sons, who is entitled to the inheritance because he's the older of the two. But Esau sells his birthright. And Jacob and his mother, Rebekah, works together and deceitfully uh, tricks Isaac. And so Jacob, not deserving, gets the inheritance. But I came by to tell somebody today that no matter what you have done, as you walk and follow after Christ, the blessings of Abraham belong to you. Somebody say amen. The blessings of Abraham belong to you. Walking under open heavens. And when I say walking under heavens, I'm talking about the God that says, I have opened doors unto you, doors that no man can shut, doors that belong to you and nobody else, walking under an open heaven, under heavens where, where the Lord has said, I will give you things, show you things that you do not know. Walking under open heavens where you can have above anything that you can even think or imagine. Walking under open heavens. Hallelujah. We go back to Genesis 28, 15. And it reads again, behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and, and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what you what I have promised then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it here we find Jacob has um, been instructed to flee his country because his brother has plotted or planned to kill him and even though Jacob and his mother had deceitfully 
won over the blessings, God had a plan. The favor of the Lord was upon Jacob in spite of what he had done. And he recognized that he was in the place of the Lord. You see, Esau didn't recognize the blessings upon his life. And so he sold or, um, you know, gave away his uh, birthrights. But Jacob recognized the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord spoke to Jacob and he said that he would not leave him until he blessed him. In verse 28:17, he says, and he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? None other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. We are in the house of God, and this is the gate to heaven. Amen. Amen. As Pastor Ron took us through the uh, series of walking through the footsteps of Jesus, we know walking through the footsteps of Jesus starts by knowing God, knowing who God is in our lives. The God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. Know who God is, the God that created the heavens and the earth. Amen. In order to walk in under an open heaven, we got to know who God is. Know he's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Amen. In Exodus 3.14, we find Moses has um, been called to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. And uh, Exodus 4, excuse me, 3.14, it reads, God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Moses is saying to God, when I go to the people of Israel and they ask me who sent you, God says, tell them I am that I am has sent you. And that's all you need to know. I'm here today to tell you that I am that I am has sent me to encourage your hearts that you have the the authority and the ability to walk under open heavens. Amen. I am that I am has sent me. Yahweh El Shaddai, the great I am. Praise God. Amen. The other thing is that we have to know who we are in Christ. Know that you have been called, you have been appointed, you have been uh, chosen. In First um, Peter 2.9, it reads, but you are chose, his chosen people, the king's priests. You are a holy nation, people who belong to God. He chose you to tell about the wonderful things he has done. He brought you out of the darkness of sin into his wonderful light. Amen. Every single one of us in this building has walked in sin, but you have been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. And in that, amen, you are able to walk under an open heaven. Chosen, not forsaken. Amen. 
The other thing we have to do is make room for God. Make room for God. There are some things in our lives that take up the space that God has uh, set aside for us and that we should be spending time for, uh, with God doing things that matter, not things of this world. And God says, move those things out of the way. They have no weight, no bearing. They mean nothing at the end of the day. Thinking about making room for things, I think about how my mom can attest to this, and I probably get it from her, to be honest, but my closet is a mess. Her closet may not be a mess, but it's full. I've gone through my mom's closet, and literally you can't even push stuff aside. And mine is almost the same way. And my husband always tells me, you need to get rid of some of the stuff. You can't be blessed with more stuff if you got too much stuff. And so I'm learning to let go of some things. If we want God to pour into us, we got to move some of that junk, some of the things that we carry around that's in the way. Move it out of his way. Move it. Make room for God. Amen. And then... In that, we put God first. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you as well. In Genesis 35, 9, we found where God had appeared or reappeared uh, to Jacob and instructed him to go back to the land of Bethel. And God had instructed him to go back because his people had started to focus on foreign gods and things. They had lost their um, focus on God. And so God called him back and his people back to the land of Bethel. And there are some things in our lives that God is calling us out of. He's saying, let those things go and go back to the place of Bethel. Amen. Amen. I have delivered you. I have set you free. Let those things go. Those things are a hindrance. And God said to Jacob, return to the land in which I promised you. There's some things that God has promised us, but there's things that can't go with us. Those things that God has delivered us from, they cannot go where God is calling you. Let go. Let them go. God says, go back. There's some promises. There's some open heavens that God has promised his people. But you can't go back and you can't take those things that do not belong in God's will. Let them go. Amen. Putting God first, we walk in faithfulness. Faithfulness faithfulness. Now, none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. But you got to be faithful. Faithful in time, your time with God. Faithful in serving. You see, God called us to serve and not be served. And then also an, another important piece is being faithful in our ties. See, everything that we have it belongs to him. We wouldn't have the jobs. 
We wouldn't have the money. We wouldn't have the cars. We wouldn't have anything without Christ. God provides. We don't do any of this. It all belongs to him. And then the other thing God tells us, or we think about Job, he said God has given and God taketh away. God, the same way God gave it, he can take it away. It all belongs to him. I think about uh, Malachi 3.10. It says, test and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. But that comes in faithfulness, all right? That comes in faithfulness to God. You want God to open up the windows of heaven? Be faithful to him. He's faithful to you. He promises to never leave or forsake you. Be faithful. And then also, walking under open heavens, we have to remain diligent steadfast, unmovable, unshakable. Again, the Bible tells us that he's a rewarder to those who diligently, not a prayer a day just to keep the enemy away, diligent in your prayer time, diligent in seeking the Lord, diligence, walk in diligence with the Lord. And then we have to Go after God's heart. Align our hearts with what God's will is. You see, our hearts can be deceitful, right? Our hearts can lead us in places that God doesn't intend for us to go. Align your heart with the heart of God. His heart and his will is perfect. Not our heart and not our will. And then we also uh, are able to receive or walk under the open heavens by going deeper with God. Philippians 2.12, this passage is not on the screen, but um, Philippians 2.12 says, To work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Again, Work hard to show the results of your salvation with deep reverence and fear of God. We work hard at our jobs. <laughs> you think about when you uh, just get hired on at a job and maybe you are thinking about, you know, advancing in the company, you know, and you work hard being on time doing everything that's asked of you to show that you are um, the one, the right one for the position. But God wants us to work hard to show our salvation. Work hard and go deeper with God. We work hard at everything else. We work hard at relationships, you know, as teens, um, you know, us married folks, we don't, we still have to work hard in our marriage, but, you know, when you're starting a relationship, you work hard to show that other person that you're interested in. And so you have to do the same with God. Go deeper with him. You can't just, you know, do the little things and think, okay, God, I'm just going to spend, you know, 10 minutes and read the scripture and, and put you on the back burner for the day. 
That's not how it works. God wants all of us, not half of us. Give him all of yourself. In Matthew 6.10, it reads, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. We can experience an open heaven. We can experience the same thing that we ask of God. His will will be done in heaven and in earth. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven and say, oh, God, I get to experience heaven. Whatever you ask here on earth, according to the will and purposes of God, it can and will be done according to his will and his purpose. You can experience heaven here on earth. You don't have to wait. Amen. In Luke 3.21, through prayer, the windows of heaven can be open. And it reads, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And he was praying. Heaven was open. Amen. The heavens can be open through prayer. Stay consistent in your prayer. Isaac and Rebecca, or Rebecca was barren, and Isaac prayed unto the Lord. Now, it took, I think, almost 40 years, but she bore her two boys, Esau and Jacob. Through prayer, things happen. Be consistent in your prayer time. That prayer time actually builds that relationship between you and Christ, and the heavens can be open over your life. Walk under the open heaven that God has provided for you. And then in that, you can obtain the keys to heaven. As we walk and follow after Christ, those keys to the kingdom of heaven and walking under open heavens belong to you. As a believer, you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. You have the keys. You have authority to speak those things that be not as though they were. Without keys, you have no authority. Amen? No keys, no authority. See, when I get keys or have keys to my home and we sign either a lease or a contract to a home, you have the authority over that home. You say what goes and comes out of that house. You say what happens and does not happen in that house. Without keys, you have no authority. I think about my son when he was a teen, early teen, and he was in middle school, and we would give him keys to the home to enter when he got out of school. But he kept losing his keys. And I said, no, you don't deserve any keys to this house, son. You can't keep up with the keys. You have no authority over this house, so no more keys for you. The last pair you got was the last pair until you became an adult. You have to have um, keys to have authority in the house. Amen? Matthew 16, 9 says, I will give you keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. 
and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. Also walking under open heavens, we pray for fresh anointing, right? The anointing of God enables us to receive the blessings of God, to do the things that God has called us to do. Fresh anointing poured out over us. We read in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty to those who are oppressed. The Holy Spirit is upon me. Power and authority to speak to those things, to speak to those mountains, to speak those things that be not as though they were. Because we know that life and death is in the power of our tongue. We have authority to speak to those things as we are, are anointed by the Holy Spirit of God. Not in of ourselves, but by the Spirit of God leading and guiding us. Speak to the open heavens and say, fall, open up the windows of heaven and pour me out, God, a blessing that I won't have room enough to receive. And I'm not only talking about physical blessings. I'm talking about spiritual blessings because that's where it starts. Spiritual blessings. Pour it out, God. Fill me up, oh God. And then... This is just a message I'm speaking to myself. Do not negate or forfeit, forfeit the vision. Sometimes we think we're not deserving. God, you can't be blessing me. I don't deserve this. Sometimes we negate the, the visions and the dreams that God has poured into us because we don't think we deserve. Jacob recognized his encounter with the Lord, and he knew that the Lord was with him. Every vision, every dream that was spoken to him, he believed it, and he followed after Christ. Do not negate the vision or the dream that God has given you. Early last year, um, I had a dream, and I am a believer that the same way that God spoke and, and gave um, vision and revelation to people in the Bible, I believe that he does today. Prophecy is still alive today. Dreams and visions are still alive today. And so when the Lord speaks to me, either through a prophetic word or a dream or a vision, I pray that the Lord gives me revelation and he shows me what he's trying to reveal to me in that dream or that word. And um, earlier this year, I'm sorry, early last year, the Lord had given me a, a dream. And I was dreaming about this home. And in this home, there was this open space. And the open space showed like 
these countertops and they were beautiful. And I was like, oh, God, what are you showing me? I don't understand. But I continued to pray and pray and pray. God revealed to me what it is that you're showing me through this dream. And I even went to my husband. And I'm like, Ron, I have no idea what God is doing right now. I don't know what this dream is about, but I continue to see this open space. This space with these countertops that were just beautiful. And I'm like, God, what is it that you're showing me? Well, in December of last year, or October of last year, the Lord had prompted us to move out of our current living space and move into a new home. And we had gone through this process and just looking at different homes. And one night, Ron and I were laying in the bed and going through looking at the list of different homes and we were laying in the bed and this one home popped up and Ron said this is it we will look no further this is the home and amen we are in that home today this home has space that I absolutely love this home has countertops that I absolutely love. I didn't know when God was showing me in the dream that we would move. Um, I believe Ron had probably spoke about this maybe a year or so ago, how I've been talking about moving into this new home. And he's like, no, we're content. We're not moving. Da, 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 da. But God said it was time and he had shown me in this dream. And I said that to say that those dreams don't negate those dreams. If God spoke something into your life, if God gave you a, a dream or a vision about starting a business, a nonprofit, teaching, preaching, whatever it is, don't negate the dream. And even if man doesn't believe that you should do so, look, the favor of God is the one that we need, not man. Amen. See, Jacob and, well, his mother, really, Rebecca, thought that she had to uh, be deceptive. But the favor of God was already on Jacob. She didn't have to do any of that because what God promises is coming to pass. Look to God while you're walking under the open heaven. And then as you're looking to God, pray until something happens push. Continue to pray until you see God moving. Pray. Don't stop praying. In Genesis 32, 24, we go back uh, where Jacob has an encounter with the Lord, the angel of the Lord, and he, the Bible tells us that he's wrestling with the man, but he's actually wrestling with God. And he says to him, or in um, Genesis 32, 24 reads, and Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Don't let go of God until he does what he says he's going to do. Amen. 
And even when he blesses you, amen, even when he blesses you, you keep giving God the honor that is due to him and only him, not man. Amen. So in closing, I'm sorry, I skipped the uh, passage. Genesis 32, 28, then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. And in closing, just a reminder of how you know that you're walking under open heavens. First, you have encounters with God. Second, you are aware of God's presence. See, Jacob was aware, and he, every encounter he had with God, he was aware that God was in that place. Amen? And then also, things happen for you effortlessly. Without any effort, things happen. You have peace. You have rest. Walk under the open heavens that God has provided for you. I believe and I uh, believe in my heart today that this word was sent to encourage somebody on today. And if you've been struggling and you feel that you need to be walking under the open heavens that God has placed before you, I just want to call you to the altar, and Ron does this at the end of service, but I'll be doing it today. The altars are open. Fall down on your knees and ask God to open the heavens over your life. Walk in the will of God. Let God lead you and guide you. Those things that need to be moved out of the way, move them out of the way. Make time for God. He is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end, the creator of the heavens and the earth. In order to walk in the uh, walk under the open heavens, we got to put God first. See, we want the things of God. We want the blessings of God. But do you want to walk and follow after the footsteps of God? In order to walk and receive the walking under the open heavens, you got to follow after the footsteps of Jesus. These altars are open. Pastor Ron is available for prayer. It's my time, y'all. Thank y'all.